Kirby, for all his strengths, can't actually read. That's why he went to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs and got a free audiobook trial. Because your ears never know how to read. If you want to learn more about fighting illiteracy, please go to www.literacypartners.org and see how you can help working adults and people in third world countries not need to go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs for their free audiobook trial. Please state your name and country of origin. My name is Kirby. I'm a dreamlander by birth, a DDD propagandist by reputation, and a nationless person by inclination. Of course, I do not love Dreamland, and I do not love the fascist state of Mount DDD. I do not love America, though my eyebrows are angry. I have no interest in real estate. If I am to be tried for war crimes, let me confess. Let me be tried for what I feel guilty for. Know this. We are what we pretend to be, so we must be careful what we pretend to be. Go ahead and start at the beginning. It began, as these things do, on a blustery day in your castle Lolo. The bubbly clouds were spraying orange-flavored rain in violent bursts. A blipper splashed amongst the saccharine flotsam. Two waddledies lackadaisically gave one another high fives. That's when I was approached by him. This is the agent you claim recruited you. Yes. So you've got a knack for pretending not here. What's it to you? We could use a man like you. Dedede has almost taken all the food. He's instigated a blintzkrieg. All of our pancakes are gone. We hamburgled all the burgers. Shook down all the milkshake makers. Like taking candy from, uh... uh, It won't be too long now before he gets the hot dogs. Yeah, so? How's that my problem? Soon enough, it's gonna be everyone's problem. Look over there. I looked over. Two wheelies were holding down a cappy. A third looked around for a moment before tearing off its arm. The cappy opened its mouth to scream, but mushrooms can't talk, you see. Is that when you agreed to be a double agent? No, no. I I went home first, took a hot shower, jerked off, got drunk, called my ex. But when I eventually fell asleep, my stomach roiling like the orange ocean, all I could see was that cappy, that stupid kid whose only mistake was wandering into wheelie territory when there was a food ration on. I knew I had to do it. How'd you actually go about it? Wasn't hard. D2D was throwing a grand ball to celebrate his recent wrestling victory. I knew his minister of propaganda would be there. Yes, yes. Drink up, my friends. Drink your fill. Even you, fatty whale. (laughs) (laughs) We can always steal more. Evil, gentlemen. Evil. I was disguised as a paint roller. Before I got into my line of work, I used to be a competitive roller skater slash portrait artist, so it came natural. That's when I saw him, there, in the corner. Just to clarify, you're referring to Wham Bam Rock, correct? The racially offensive disembodied menace who runs the DDD propaganda machine? (sighs) That's right. I followed him into the bathroom. A lot of these high-level party members, DDD's inner circle, they'll try anything once. Some eye contact, a couple of lines of blow in the stall, and they're dragging you into the coat closet to make out and get their energy filled up, if you you know what I mean. Sex. Sex is what I mean. Oh, uh, yes. uh, 
So, so you swallowed him. Swallowed him whole. Took his form. That's when it began. Mennonite would feed me encoded messages to put out my, in my broadcasts. Propaganda for DDD's people. Secrets for the Allies. You know. You know the three shields that form the DDD? DDD's elite group of fascist Gestapo hatchetmen? Yes. At Mount DDD, they have custom typewriters. Uh, Control-Alt-D would give you the shield symbol. I always took pleasure in typing out the shield symbols rather than just typing capital Ds. So much more power, you know? D. 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 You know there's no record of anyone named Metadyne in the Allied forces, don't you? You're going to hang for this, Kirby. You cost Dreamland countless souls. The best of a generation died in the Great Cave Offensive. Crying mothers whose sons were killed in the Battle of Wispy Woods. Orphan children who will never meet their fathers because DDD's forces had you as their voice. I was a patriot. I was doing, I was doing good. Find him. He's wearing armor. He looks like a globe dressed as a knight. He's a knight. This interview is over. No, no. He, he used to send me the messages in Warp Stars. They'd appear in my window. I was never loyal to DDD. Never. It's my job to take down your confession, monster. But my brother died in the camps near Cabbage Cavern. My sister lost her arm when DDD's troops raided Peppermint Palace. Where you're going, Kirby? If there's any justice in the Milky Way, you should watch out for fireballs. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Sam Anderson. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is our retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Kirby Superstar, which is a platforming game developed by HAL Laboratory and published by Nintendo for the SNES in 1996. And as you heard, we are joined by a very special guest, Sam Anderson. Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Not only for joining <laughs> us, but for backing our Kickstarter. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah. And suggesting a really great game. Yeah. (laughs) Also a pleasure, actually. This is a lot of fun (laughs) playing it through with you guys. Also, great mic quality. Oh, also. (laughs) I'm just so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The haircut thing is uh, getting close to the webcam business. You sure you can't watch? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're they're cams. They're just not webcams. Yeah. yeah, So do I talk a little bit about why you chose this game? Yeah, uh, so, gosh, I played this back in elementary school with a friend of mine, and he lived just down the block from me, so we'd have sleepovers probably every weekend. We got into a really nice rut of just, like, I'd sleep over at his house one weekend, and we'd 100% it overnight because you're 10 and you don't need to sleep, 
and uh, <laughs> then the next weekend he would sleep over at my place and we would boot up an emulator on my computer and 100% it. And I think that went on for like a couple of months. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, maybe not every weekend, but I've definitely 100% of this game no fewer than eight or ten times. Um, so it was, uh, and then I haven't played it in like six, <laughs> seven years. So <laughs> like riding a bicycle. Yeah, actually, surprisingly so. There's a lot of <laughs> weird kid knowledge that went into this playthrough. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we trade in, in weird kid knowledge. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> and that, that sounds sinister and dystopian, in a, in a way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, they, we're not extracting it with a syringe through a spinal column or anything like no. that. So <laughs> yeah, not the case, but it is a really good suggestion because me and Cole both love Kirby games. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a major Nintendo franchise we haven't done yet. And spoilers, this is the year where we rectify that on all accounts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, uh, it is a, it was a very good choice. And, uh, I, you know, we both really enjoyed playing through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, we're going to just talk a little bit about the, the game. So as, as Cole mentioned, um, you know, the developer in the year, um, but one of the, the kind of interesting thing about this is it's not a single game. It's actually a collection of nine games and uh, all of them have you playing as Kirby with the majority of them being variations on the kind of platforming gameplay that's common to the series. Yeah. And kind of along with that, uh, Kirby keeps his, uh, uh, signature, uh, you know, ability copying, um, ability. What? Mm -hmm. um, yes. He devours enemies uh, and mimics their, their powers, uh, which helps him achieve his goals while also giving the player a certain amount of control over his moveset. There are just a bunch of like Mega Man powers that you can get through this that really change oh, yeah. the way that Kirby handles. Um, mm -hmm. And you can also exchange these abilities for uh, a co-op partner, um, an AI-controlled version uh, of that enemy who has that power, who uh, helps you out. And uh, the second player can, tr can control that guy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, you that's true. That's what, when you guys were playing it when you were younger, Sam, that's what you guys were doing? Yeah. And so I was actually, uh, I was always the partner. And so if the partner dies, you just bring him back to life and it's never a problem. And I never realized how much of a crutch that was until this playthrough. And like, <laughs> you know, playing as Kirby and you can actually die and that has consequences. <laughs> it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, or more difficult. I mean, this game is never really that hard. Right. Dire consequences. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and so I've never played it, but the game does, does have a remake that came out in 2009, which is called Kirby Superstar Ultra. Yeah. Um, so it's Super and Ultra. And it added more games to the mix. Um, this is in addition to the other Kirby games that are still being developed today. So, yeah, it's a long-running series, yeah. a rich history, most of which are actually, I think all of the Game Boy iterations are available on the 3DS now. Oh, really? Emulator. Yeah, and, and they're all great. Like even, I mean, the first one is pretty bland. Because all you can do is swallow things. You can't take their powers, mm -hmm. which is really, it just, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, like a rescue rangers where you're, you can just take things and spit them out. It's just throwing, like a throwing mechanic pretty much. Yeah. But uh, as soon as they introduce that taking powers, I mean, the second one has really cute animal companions and, and they're constantly doing minor tweaks mm -hmm. to this formula. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the, uh, the 64 one actually. Mm. That's pretty good. I've, yeah. I've weirdly only played that in a McDonald's. <laughs> what? <laughs> they like. Do you remember when McDonald's had those Nintendo sixty four kiosks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, they they and then up until like relatively recently, like when I first moved to Portland, there was a McDonald's by my house that had it. It still uh, had an N sixty four. Yeah, had Weird. an N sixty four kiosk <laughs> with Kirby, like set up like a bank of three of them. It was really strange. Just Kirby? That's amazing. Yeah, just Kirby's. Three Kirby three crystal Kirby. crystal shards, crystal Yeah, something like that. Crystal did, they, did, they, did they replace all the food with like value menus? 
<laughs> no. Yeah, food that actually looks like real food is probably something you don't normally see. And uh, I mean, I mean, like the rendered food in that game is probably of higher quality to you. Yeah. Than, Whenever uh, Kirby eats a McN- McNugget, I, I think it looks like a real Mc, a real Kirby McNugget. Uh, <laughs> um, it's actually they changed the whole thing so Kirby was one of the McNuggets, mm. like those toys. It was like Grimace. Yeah, Kirby. Grimace has a uh, Kirby powers. The the uh, playground version of him you get inside his stomach it's like that yeah, yeah. kids what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the uh the, the original uh version of uh grimace was sinister he was uh he he wanted to steal milkshakes and he had four arms yeah and he's terrifying <laughs> yeah great but the, the, i love the the mcdonald land mythos like <laughs> it's one of the best things uh, like that idiot cop and that corrupt mayor <laughs> Yeah, like, um, the, the the corrupt mayor who was so easy to assassinate because his head was delicious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I, I actually don't know any of this. So you guys describing this in kind of vague details could be, <laughs> you know, it's it's a little like almost Lovecraftian, almost yeah. that kind of like not quite enough information to really capture what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's like a mutual dream that Cole and I had. <laughs> yeah, share, a shared hysteria. I have the plates to prove it. Okay. Yeah, I have the plates at home. <laughs> yeah. uh, Google image search it, Sam. Like it, yeah. the McDonald Land crew was very was varied at some point. Yeah. As opposed to now, it's not even a thing. Like there's no, just Ronald's no. and yeah. Um but yeah, when you're a kid, like I mean that stuff was just designed to sell you poison food, but it definitely worked <laughs> yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> just like I guess that's what the Nintendo sixty four was based on too, like poison food. Like same thing with the playgrounds, like it's a I mean it's not an original revelation, but McDonald's is sinister. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's so weird that Kirby was the exclusive game that they had. Yeah, That's, I feel like there have, there were other. Uh, I've seen other games in McDonald's mm-hmm. and Nintendo sixty four, and I'll I'll look it up for the uh, show notes. But Kirby was the one I've always seen. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, if we're speaking about the about the series as a whole, though, it's you know it's one of those things that I kind of bemoan a little bit the lack of traditional Kirby games that we have. Like mm-hmm. Epic Yarn's real great, um, but. Uh, you know, I'd like to play like a uh, retro developed um, modern Kirby platformer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. By retro, I mean like the, you know, the, you know, Metroid Prime guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like not, I mean, not like a 3D, not a FPS version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but they, but they did. Tons uh, of lore. Yeah. Have they, have they <laughs> tried making a 3D Kirby? Because I can't imagine that would translate. Uh, Kirby Air Ride. Oh, yeah. Ooh. The game that wins itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought that from a video store by my house just because I was looking for like, you know, $8 for a Saturday with my, my fiance at the time. And, uh, yeah, bought that game and we both hated it. Like, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty lousy. I'm just bugged by the, uh, by the punctuation on the title, but yeah. <laughs> it's a bad game as well. Rest assured. Yeah. Um, yeah. you should play, if you haven't played them, play the, the Game Boy, their Game Boy sequels and the, um, oh yeah. No, I've played Advance. You, you played all of them. Cool. I've thought about getting the collection before. It looks really kind of lovingly put together, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of goodwill towards Kirby. Yeah, so. yeah. Playing playing this reminded me how much like this actually is probably one of my favorite Nintendo uh, um, franchises. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. Like I I was having a, a moment. I had like kind of at the same time I had this revelation that like you know, and I, it's not just me being a contrarian, even though it's going to sound like it. Um, that you know, I didn't didn't like Metroid Prime very much when I revisited it, even though I remembered liking it. Um, I I assume that you know extends of the sequels and then i've never been that big into the 3d zeldas mm-hmm. so it's like you know just kind of by volume this is probably my favorite or second favorite nintendo franchise mm-hmm. 
just like every game, every Kirby game I played has been really good except for Air Ride. Um, whereas, yeah, you know, in Zelda, like I don't really like the modern Zelda games very much. Mm-hmm. And then I don't uh, definitely don't like the modern Metroid games very much. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and really like those, like I really just kind of like one Metroid <laughs> game. I just like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kirby. Kirby's great. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so so we have this uh, kind of stage select, like game select in the beginning, and the, some of the later games are kind of blocked be- behind completion walls, um, but it's fairly nonlinear, right at the top. I think you're meant to start with Spring Breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have little difficulty indicators, and it just goes up one, two, three, four, five. So just follow those. Yeah, yep. and there is a definite progression up those in that you're being exposed to new enemies and new new abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're brand new to Kirby, um, and not that it's a particularly hard game, uh, it's probably pretty good to, to, to be walked through it a little bit. Yeah. And, and part of the pleasure comes from Spring Breeze in that it's kind of a remake of, uh, the Kirby's Dreamland mm-hmm. for Game Boy, which had no enemy copying. Right. Like, so it's a lot of the same stages and bosses and everything, but with this added wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very short. Like, I love this idea of, I wish more games came out in these kind of episodes all in one package. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you can get kind of a complete gameplay experience in, you know, 40 minutes as part of a bigger package. Yeah. Like, uh, that's really satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, like, the whole thing amounts to, like, this weird short story collection, except the short stories are all made up of roughly the same component parts. And there's just one twist to each of them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah the, so why don't you talk to us a little bit about the plot, Cole? <laughs> <laughs> that's a real plot heavy game yeah i know well like each uh each little scenario has its uh has its premise to it mm-hmm. right you know uh most of them involve food and getting food back and giving food back to the people uh yeah. <laughs> so or, or not really though because i mean like you basically just, just eat everything you find right i mean yeah. you never really yeah. are seen giving it to anyone uh, you, you know when, when when the plane's going down you put on your mask before you put on your kid's <laughs> mask okay <laughs> you can have another kid there are more yeah. of them yeah. <laughs> but you um it's giving food back to the person yeah like we never see any other kirby's who could be the the single citizen of this this I, land that's I, being i think i think meta knight is uh, a kirby oh okay yeah oh well, King King okay. DDD can swallow, according yeah. to Smash Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Meta Knight cannot. So maybe he's like a Kirby born without a mouth or something like that. I, I think. Uh, but well, like in in the game, I mean, we're we're jumping ahead. Spoilers, guys. When you <laughs> defeat Meta Knight, you knock his mask off, and you see that he looks like a uh, a blue slash purple Kirby. Mm, so I think yeah. he can't he can't do the um, yeah. just because he has his mask on. Right on. If yeah. I'm guessing that, and he's already overpowered. Meta Knight OP. <laughs> he's he's Uber tier. Competitive any I was gonna say competitive Smash Brothers players are the worst, but just competitive players are the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> put in any game there, it's pretty annoying. Yeah. Um yeah, bit. so so yeah, you're getting, you're trying to eat all the food. Yes. <laughs> um trying to get it back. So King DDD, uh he is not a Carlos Mencia creation. Um <laughs> let that one sink in <laughs> well, welcome back to the mid 2000s guys yeah um he uh, yeah so you're just uh going to his castle uh to beat him in a wrestling match i love this <laughs> yeah it's, it's, so, it's so goofy it's so whimsical like, it's yeah. it's wonderful yep yeah um so talking about just like the copying and, and partners how that works so there's maybe like how many total i think 16 yeah because you, like later you see them in a yeah, you see them in a grid, uh, different abilities. And one of the big upgrades here is that, you know, swallowing an enemy, 
you can get their moves, but their moves have like a lot of additional depth than they used to. Like there are Street Fighter components. Yeah. To them, you know, sometimes you'll like do quarter spins and dash moves and jumping and pressing down, and there are a lot of conditional button press things. Like every mm-hmm. time you eat somebody, you can get a guide. So each one has like a move set. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's really cool. Like you, you kind of choose, you know, the the move set that you like the best. There's not necessarily power levels for them. I mean, there are, but even so, like one of the first ones you get is that beam thing, which is fairly weak. But I kind of grew to really like the dash mm-hmm. move for yeah, it because that's I. Great. Yeah, it has the the wide cone at the end, so you can catch things that are on a different plane than you. Um, so I just got kind of got used very used to and good at at pulling that off consistently. And uh, yeah, it's more about mastery. Like in a and and we compare everything to this, but in like a Dark Souls way, where there's like not necessarily a best weapon, but just the best weapon for you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's basically the same thing written down. But unlike Dark Souls, what's really great here is it's just. <laughs> How fucking like lovingly written those little how-to guides yeah. are for every power. Yeah. Like, there's no ambiguity there. You know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to, you know, what conditions to use it in and everything. That that and the sprite work too. Like, you become this adorable little version. Uh, like, it's almost like an alternate action figure version of Kirby. Like, oh, he's yes. got a, he's got a little uh, bandana on. He's like a like a headband, like a martial arts dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'd be so surprised if they didn't make you know twenty odd action oh, man. figures. Yeah, right. What a missed opportunity. Like wine packed <laughs> little vinyl toys. Yeah. Like you could you could name your price. Yeah, I would put those on a I would put those on a lit shelf in my foyer. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Like I'm sure there are Kirby toys, but I just want all the just different faces of Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna eBay that after this and just check and see what's out there because that's great. Also, I'm surprised I don't have a stuffed Kirby. So. He's fucking cute. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's it's adorable. I mean, it just it just it just bears saying like you you know I'm not I'm not like a sucker for like bull you know glurge or whatever it is. But it's just it's so <laughs> what glurge. I'm not a sucker for bull glurge. <laughs> You're melting. No, it's just like yeah. oh look at the guy. Look at him, you know. He's gonna <laughs> just gonna rub his nose until it falls off. You know, I'm not like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I terrify babies. Um but uh <laughs> Um I will raise one complaint though. For as much as I love the enemy design, that little rooster dude, the rooster man, I love that rooster yeah. enemy. Um yeah. for for as much as the sprite work is awesome, backgrounds kind of Super Mario RPG Donkey Kong Country bullshit a little bit. Yeah, the so, kind of fakey 3D. Yeah, just a little bit. I would have preferred if, if it was all flat, um, very deliberate uh, sprite rendering. But Yeah, me too. Um, a fun kind of experience, too. And we'll talk about this game as well as just the rest of the series. But the uh, on the 3DS, the 3D remake of the first NES version mm-hmm. has really, like, sat, like seeing those like kind of really crisp sprites done parallax style with the 3D. Oh, wow. Uh, looks great. Like, that's a really, a really good way to play through that game. So. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would agree with all that. Is it, I need to stop talking about Kirby merchandise at some point too. <laughs> they, they made a Kirby beanbag chair. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and also like backpacks, like basically anything in my house could be a Kirby. I think I'm picturing like a Kirby floor lamp. Ooh. That like you know like it's like a post and then you you pull the you pull the pole chain and it's just, it lights up and it's him like like in his float animation like his fly animation with his arms out oh. and his legs and like uh, you know, his big eyes you know 
or like a Kirby dehumidifier. The <laughs> <laughs> string, it just, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you just you just put them under your arm and squeeze them like a bagpipe into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Never say squeeze them like a bagpipe into the toilet again. <laughs> I don't want. I can't. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, the other thing you can do when you when you swallow things um is create your little companion guy yeah. who like your relation to these guys is interesting by which i mean not like your relationship <laughs> even though that is interesting but your spatial relationship because the uh they will get in your way and they will stop you from making jumps like there's a little bit of that new super mario brothers this to it where you can like take a jump and if a guy's above you because he's just trying to help out like he can <laughs> kind of spoil the jump for you or what have you and then um you, you kind of squeeze by them like when you have to when you have to walk by them so I would imagine them just being intangible, but they don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so I actually, I ended up doing this entire play without an ally, uh, just to see if I could one. And then also Ooh. because the platforming sections are just brutal with that awful idiot on the screen. Nudge, Cause he always, it's not even like he gives you some space. He always nudges up right next to you. Like, Hey buddy, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's really insecure. Um, I'm helping. Uh, <laughs> some of the uh some of the like platform difficulty though is i mean and and anytime we say anything <laughs> difficult i just want to throw the caveat to like this isn't really a hard game but when we say like it you know something that's a minorly tricky to get through um is mitigated by the fact that you can fly yeah mm-hmm. you're like this is the only you know video game like side-throwing video game protagonist i i know of that can just constantly you know has unlimited flight mm-hmm. you know which is i think it was part of the original design because they wanted to make the kirby games like something anybody could beat Mm-hmm. I've seen that quote thrown around, and uh, since platforming game is most platforming games are mostly kind of traversing these obstacles, like being able to fly as any you know as a P wing user in Mario Three knows, um, kind of trivializes some of the, you know, some of that challenge. But the way they counterbalance that is by having a lot of things kind of come from the top of the screen as well. Yeah, um, it's not just you can't just kind of like tap 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 and get near the top of the screen and just bypass everything. Yeah. There are oftentimes things coming from the sky mm-hmm. that'll get in your way. And not so much in this scenario as in, uh, you know, Meta Knight and the Milky Way uh, levels, but uh, most of the time you're underground. Oh, the Great Cave Offensive too, um, yeah. where it's, you know, navigating things and there are hazards on the walls and the ceilings. So it becomes yep. more like a, uh, like a death maze kind <clears throat> of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Kirby's death um, maze. Yeah. <laughs> the, Ooh, Kirby um, pinball. That's good. I want a Kirby pinball machine. There is a Kirby pinball. Uh, like a, a physical one? A, I know the, I know no, the Game Boy there's one. There's a video but, game. Yeah. Okay, yeah. A physical one would be good. Yeah. Um, you could do it like that old Pac-Man pinball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And we're going to talk about the bosses as they pop up, but they reuse the bosses yeah. in most of the games. So, like, and they're not, there's not too much to the bosses usually. Yeah. Uh, this first one is a real nostalgia trip, though, because mm-hmm. it's a, like, kind of the classic Kirby boss. Yes, the tree. So uh, I have this thing with, with, with Nintendo enemies where like they all have names, but I, I've never internalized what they are. You mm. know, so like I, I, all I can call him is Tree Boss, even though I know he probably has like Arbor. I'm fighting Arbor. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lord Branchington or something like that. <laughs> Lord Branchington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I only, I only remember Mario enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like say, I think it was Zelda enemies. Like I know like likes and pulls Vox, but I don't know that many yeah. um, of them. Mm-hmm. So um, is there a reason originally why you fight a tree? Cause for me, like I grew up on this game as my first Kirby and it was always like, well, you go through the forest and then you kill this one tree in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> no, there... nope. Yeah. 
in the first one, he just yeah, he's the boss. He's a, he's an evil tree, you see. Yeah, yeah, he's helping with DDD. He's a gang boss of the forest. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> one of his knights. <laughs> so um, Kirby actually takes place in the same continuity as Fern Gully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the and so this boss not that different than the other ones, which is usually they you you know if you have a, a sub weapon, you just kind of hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, and if you don't. You wait for the enemy to do something that will provide you with something to swallow and spit at him. Yeah, which is substantially um, more difficult than using your powers. So yep, it yep. helps to. Well, always what's interesting it. though is in this game, you know, every version of this game or every uh, mini game is getting hit does not make you lose your your swallowed ability, which it did in all the previous ones. Mm-hmm. So you can take multiple hits and not lose your ability. So it's a little bit easier in that respect, mm-hmm. even in the in the harder stages. Like you can take some hits. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you so you're onward to the the float islands. Um, again, it's you know pretty much islands. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not like there's not too much difference between the individual stages. There's more difference between the individual games. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, you do you do get introduced to the invincibility candy, which has great music, and is one of the longest invincibility <laughs> cycles of like any game that I can think of. Like I, I was just inv- I was invincible for like it felt like a full minute, <laughs> like. And it follows you through doors and everything too. Like it yeah. feels like you should be able to game break with that, but I, yeah. you know, I guess it's just timed enough that you can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're they're de- they're deliberate about where they put them too. Yep, yep. Right before, uh, yep, right before areas. Um, so you're heading through, and you're kind of introduced to to most of the abilities here. At some point, I mean, I don't know, I don't know exactly when they're introduced, but do you guys have a favorite ability? What did you like to roll with in this game? I, I think it's one of those things for me where I it's almost always the one that I'm currently using, you know, like they mm-hmm. almost all of them feel really good kinetically. Mm-hmm. Um, I do end up going with the parasol a lot of the time because it does have this kind of passive defensive thing going on for it. So stuff above you actually just bounces off your parasol. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just sort of a, a weird side note on that one. If there's a guy holding a, one of the umbrellas, you can eat the guy and not get any power. And then you eat the umbrella and the umbrella is what gives you the umbrella power. <laughs> and like, but then you, you can also, it's the only power you can use underwater. So I think you really are just like, you eat this umbrella and then you just kind of like regurgitate it out your hand. And then that's your <laughs> item, I guess. <laughs> the, the umbrella is controlling him. That's where all the essence comes from. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like the, uh, the head wrap in uh, demon souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the actual enemy. Is, is the umbrella sentient umbrellas? Uh, yeah. this, in addition to taking place in Fern Gully, also Resident Evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cole, do you have a favorite? Um, I I go back and forth between the fighter and the swordsman. I like those a lot just because they have those really rapid hits. Um, maybe the fighter a little bit more than the swords, uh, just because the sword kind of has that little hop that it makes you do and it drives you forward. So mm-hmm. it's awful. I actually hate the sword just for that reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but like it, it ends up working and I, I use it just because it feels really powerful. Um, but, uh, late in the game, when you actually get access to it, I love the, uh, the plasma actually. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's, it's a little bit more mechanically mm-hmm. neat too. the plasma. Like it requires a little, kind of a different play style. Um, there's a couple of them that are like that too. The bird is like that too. Mm-hmm. We had to play pretty differently when you have the bird. Yeah. Um, or, or the, uh, the, the, the airplane. Yeah. Oh, the airplane. Yeah. yeah I never mastered that. Yeah. Like the, no. the jet. I was never very it's good at crazy. that. The uh, I I love the grapple. Um, it's a pain in the ass for bosses, mm-hmm. but it looks so awesome. <laughs> like it is so cool. Like just the, you're just doing these ridiculous, like almost little miniature cutscenes. 
<laughs> of just, you know, beating the bad guy and throwing them behind you or stomping on their head a bunch of times. And like, it's just, it's unbelievably cute. And then if you are fighting a boss, he has like a Chun, Chun Li style down attack that you can just kind of juggle on top of the boss. <laughs> so if you're, if you're quick, you can kind of kill the boss without them getting a hit um, mm-hmm. with the grapple move. So I, I love the, the grappler. Um, the hammer's really good too. Yeah. I get yeah. really good luck with that. Bombs. I end up like, I like bombs a lot. Um, but I have a hard time with bombs. Like I, I, they're good for bosses, but I had a hard time uh, aiming them correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I usually would just sprint forward and then just kind of chuck it sideways. Mm-hmm. And then if I needed any verticalness, there, there was a mechanic where like you have to hold down the button for between zero seconds and like a quarter of a second yeah. <laughs> to get some kind of, you know, Y angle on that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. damned if I'll ever figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Something about mm-hmm. bombs, it doesn't seem to inspire finesse. Like, let me just chuck this iron thing at somebody <laughs> and it yeah. explodes. But, yeah. And I do, I do, and I like the idea of Kirby being like a mad bomber, like mm-hmm. just tossing bomb after bomb yeah. at, uh, at guys. Um, so, you, you know, kind of make your way through here. Do we have anything we want to say about the individual stages in Spring Breeze? Um, not in particular, just because, um, you're right. Like it, it ends up being palette swaps of different areas. Like the, uh, um, bubbly clouds is where I first noticed how the, how kind of like weird and claymation-y some of the background elements are, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, let's get to Mount DDD because I love the music here. Oh yeah. 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 That, yeah. The music amount DDD is great. And I love that you're, you know, doing a hot air balloon. <laughs> uh, or not a higher balloon, the wrestling match. I, yeah. just, I was reading and thinking of the different thing <laughs> that DDD is in a wrestling ring, mm-hmm. you know, at the end. Like, I can't remember if the original one ends that way. I feel like it doesn't. I think there's um, something beyond it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause this is kind yeah. of a truncated version. It's not like a total remake. Right. Um, yeah. And DDD, you know, if you have an ability here, it's, it's fairly easy. Like I'm pretty certain that I had the bomb at this point and just kind of tap a, tap a, tap at him to, to submission. <laughs> um, yeah. But then in the end, you know, uh, you, you ride off in that hot air balloon. Yeah. No, you ride off as the hot air balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just horrifying dropping food over the wilderness. Actually, over the same wilderness you just traveled through. Yeah, all the corpses. It looks like glory. Yeah. Like there's just a pan to the left of, like, all these dead soldiers, and they're just dropping hamburgers and hot dogs on their... Tramampoline. Limp- yeah. <laughs> their limp mouths. Um, Oh man, if somebody gets that deep cut, I really hope. <laughs> I really hope they do. Um, um Yeah. So then then we're on to the next one, uh Dynablade. Yes. Which, which is about a titular bird named Dynablade. Yeah. A big mode seven bird. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Who's taking all the crops. Again, it's about food. <laughs> and uh this adds like a Super Mario World style uh world map. Yeah. To things. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only trick to it, right? Is just not not even trick, but the the, the little twist that it puts on everything. Um, but uh, you are progressing up this mountain to uh, to Dynablade's nest. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, some new enemies that are introduced, um, and ones that you can swallow. So like the sleepy enemies. Yeah. Can show up, <laughs> and it's not like Jigglypuff in in Smash Brothers. Like there's no plus side to this. Mm-hmm. You just fall asleep for a, you know a minute. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. When you when you kill that that first boss, that chef, like that's when you get that power, you can only use it once, but it's real dark. I forget <laughs> what is. I, I forget what it is. Explain it. He pulls out a, a big cauldron, and all the enemies in the screen jump into it, and then they all transform into food items, which he then eats. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That's one way to solve the food shortage for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a modest proposal that Kirby's making. Um, the uh, oh. yeah, so so that, there are a couple of those like one use like the microphone. Oh one, yeah, yeah. Which like I love the audio on that. Use, but yeah. Oh yeah, three use. Yep. The audio on that is great. Yeah. Speaking of the sound, I mean, you know, I don't know if enough good can be said about the music um, mm-hmm. and just how they constantly re- reiterate on these themes in mm-hmm. ways that are appropriate for what's happening here. So there are only a, like a like a handful of, of themes throughout all of Kirby, and they take them and make it feel like there's a tremendous variety to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the most part, like during the next stage, I got pretty sick of the music. Like, I feel like it doesn't do that. And the next stage is, you know, it's not a stage. Like, they're the next yeah. minigame. So, like, I got, that's the only time I remember getting noticeably sick of the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually um, was kind of grumpy for some of this replay. And I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I, I regained my pep for the game a little bit later. But these first two games didn't have quite the same magic that they used to, I guess. And I think mm-hmm. the music was kind of part of that, where I was familiar enough with it, but then. It, it somewhere in Dynablade, it, it drops off in for me a little bit. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's hard too. Like if you if you played it as much as you know as you said, like mm-hmm. it's hard for anything to, to match that exactly. Like nostalgia is a double edged sword. Yeah. When it, when it comes to that, so mm-hmm. that can definitely happen. Yeah, but this introduces you to some to some really uh, kind of like utility um, powers, you know, like the, mm-hmm. like throughout throughout Dynablade. So like in the castle, you get the wheel power up, which is real fun. Um, My favorite thing about it is creating the companion and riding him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of all like or, or, okay, the, it'll be a weird uh, thing that's almost assuredly wrong. But like, does the wheelie seem like oddly plot relevant? Like the 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 wheelie has utility throughout. Uh, like all of Dreamland, right? They do reference them too in uh, Revenge of Meta Knight. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They talk about the wheelies abandoning ship. <laughs> yeah, well, like the, they're, they're the wheelies are po- the wheelies are powering the ship. Yeah, that's yeah. slave labor, right? There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Any anything that just moves forward, you can turn into a an engine for progress, <laughs> and that, that's what they've done. <laughs> what was the hand of our Barra cartoon with the talking buggy? Oh shit! I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I should know that, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get the stone too. I love the stone because you don't always just turn into that cute little Kirby rock. Uh, occasionally, you turn into like an Atlas uh, statue mm-hmm. um, and talk about objectivism, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a four-ton weight. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, the, the, was it impossible to swallow this power up at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> no, it was impossible <laughs> to swallow it anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I never got the hang of the stone. Like I never into. I always wanted to use it because I like the idea of how it changes how you have to tackle situations. Mm-hmm. But I was never good at it. Oh yeah, and it's not good for bosses either because then as soon as you undo it, you get hit. It's it's not that great. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you almost... It does have utility. You almost end up playing like when when you're using it, you play you play like a lancer, like which is just you attack with jumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's also useful in that way that the, the that suit in uh in Mario three the like Tanuki suit where you mm-hmm. can turn to a statue for things to bypass you harmlessly. Yeah. But yeah, 
it's a, it's you know limited kind of utility there, but definitely is some utility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you know you make your way on up to uh, to the boss fight mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Dynablade. Yeah, it's it sure is a boss fight. Yeah, yeah. I, there's not. I don't even <laughs> think they reuse this one. I want to say this is the one boss they never reuse, and I don't feel bad about that. No, no, yeah. There's not too much to. I mean, I'm going to go as far as to say there's not too much to any of these boss fights. Yeah, like yeah. boss fights are not the strength of Kirby by any by any means. Like, it's hard to name a specific. Like, I think that for this game, the defining feature and main thing to recommend it is variety. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in the multiple mini games, but even within the mini games, the fact that you have so much choice between your move set and they are, while having a lot of similarity, are very you know are varied, you know, quite a bit. So it's like it's never that hard and you're never you know you're not often seeing that interesting a thing or or meeting that interesting of a kind of a level design. However, you always have so many options for what you're doing. Um mm-hmm. that it just kind of becomes fun in almost like a sandboxy kind of way. Yeah. You know, like it's not a sandbox, like I'm not going around running over hookers, you know, in, in Kirby, but like the uh just the fact that, you know, there's just at any given level, like you can have any number of movesets and verb sets when you get to a, a specific challenge. And that's kind of where the appeal is. Yeah, absolutely. It's trying different things. And I think that comes into its own much better in the later ones. I, I, these first two, I feel like you're just kind of sprinting to the end, mm-hmm. right? And basically any of the side things they have, because there's no collectibles and that's usually a good thing in a game, but here it just feels like I can solve this puzzle, but if I solve it, I'm just going to get more health that I don't need. Yeah, right. yeah, there, yeah. There's some motivation problems with seeking out hidden stuff because you don't need anything that's there. Like you can you can do it just to find for the thrill of discovery, but later they incentivize that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, in one case, more successfully than the other, I feel like. Um, but the uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And they're, and they're meant to be intros. You know, they're meant to be kind of tutorial training missions. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely ramping up that complexity. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And also in this area, which I like almost forgot about, there are like secret exits, kind of like Super Mario World, right? Mm-hmm. You get an unlock where you get any of the powers uh, you want. And then there's also a wandering enemy, which yeah. I don't recall actually what you even end up fighting, except that it's on the world map and you run into it and it like hammer bros kind of stuff. Yeah. And kind of unremarkable, I guess. Yeah, I, did, I never ran into it. I didn't know oh, that. Okay. Hmm. Um. Yeah, this was this was like a weird hole in my Kirby, uh, you know, knowledge where Kirby playthroughs when I played it. I had played um, one of the GBA ones I was getting this confused with. So I'd never played this before this uh, this playthrough. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I never never saw that in either either time through. So, oh. yeah, it's it's Mario three riffing, you know, I think is a, the idea there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. But uh, I love that after you kill Dinoblade, you kill, you find out she's been taking <laughs> crops to feed her kids, which you are now going to raise as your own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, not really. I you give them you give them as an adopted children to the evil tree who's now good. I, That's <laughs> like, or, or you steal his fruit to you, know, you steal more food, I guess, to give to these animals that have only ever lived off of stolen food I, yeah. <laughs> like bears bears that are afraid of humans anymore yeah you're like a cuckoo yeah. like and you just go around killing birds and yeah and raising their, their eggs as your own um it's really, yeah it's it, yeah it's real weird it's also it's so weird how dynablade turns out to be like plot relevant later yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this game is so precious at its attempts at being like a real plot yes. 
Is like, there something like little... you'd like to share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? It's fuck's... so derpy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, no, I just I just love the idea of usurping Dinoblade as the parent, like Tim mm-hmm. in Billion Dollar Movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, say goodbye to Uncle. <laughs> Uncle Ron. Um, oh, man. Yeah. This is what a real dad looks like. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the next level of the gourmet race, which is the first like actually mini mini game. Yeah. I'm terrible at this. Really? Yeah, I can't. I can't do any. I can't win it by any means, or hmm. even close. I'm. I suck at it. Because like, whenever you have to get over an obstacle where you have to fly, your speed is really slow. Yeah. Like you slow to crawl. Kirby is definitely not a game about speed. Yeah. For for yeah. as much as the as the controls are really good, um, I would say almost unassailable. The, the the idea that if you even you know think about maybe hitting the button again after you jump you're going to balloon up and then you lose all of your momentum mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which becomes a bit of a problem later when you have those timing puzzles related to the cannon fuses but oh yeah. yeah yeah for here though you're just racing king ddd for more food mm-hmm. again like gluttonous little kirby um yeah and then again there's not too much to it like i after i beat it i was or got through it i lost but i was worried that i wasn't going to be able to unlock the last stage without beating it oh, and yeah. then you know went online and you don't have to beat it sam um, in the intro you were saying that you 100 percented the game what does what does completing gourmet race look like is it uh, is it just beating him in the three round race or yeah you get more fruit and you get across the finish line first okay that's it and then Which I'm I, sure I, there are crazy people online who have like speed run these races, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. there's people. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out like would, sequence breaks. <laughs> it would be fun to player like mm-hmm. playing. It's a human component or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, opponent during this yeah. would be fun. The DS version has, uh, the, it makes this multiplayer. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, so next, you know, the next three are kind of the meatiest, games that we run into starting with the great cave offensive which i don't know if offensive is the exact right word for what's going on here <laughs> the great cave crass yeah <laughs> um yeah the great the great cave explorer and it's like an indiana jones riff yeah like you're you're in a huge cave full of treasure so you have to get to the end and beat the boss but also you want to get rich and, and collect treasure so it kind of like to sam's point incentivizes this exploring off the beaten path mm-hmm yeah, it's nonlinear uh, to a very large degree, um, you know, so there are things you can miss. And in the, even in the, 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 the tutorial that you run at the beginning of this, it asks you, have you played this before, etc. It goes out of its way to show you, like, there's going to be stuff hidden everywhere. So your inclination is going to be as, you know, to be as thorough as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found this, like, difficult because, or not difficult, like, I found this, this is one of my least favorite of, like, kind of the maxi games. Mm-hmm. in this um partly because you know you're in the same stage more or less for the whole time so the music this is the first time the music got really repetitive to me mm-hmm. and then two i found myself like lost a few times like it's it's you know it sounds like a modern like first world problem gamer 
kind of thing to say I wanted a map, but I but I did. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to see where I'd already been easily, as yeah. opposed to just kind of making my way through things because everything respawns and there are a couple mm-hmm. areas you have to have a specific power set and get to a you know a mallet or like or like a button you can only hit with a hammer or a fuse, yeah. and uh, you know not getting hit. You know sometimes they put those little power stealing motherfuckers between yeah. there and it just it becomes frustrating to I don't know. I got frustrated a couple times, like not seriously, but mildly. Yeah, no, and there's definitely some of that the further on you go. And I, <laughs> I had a point, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the puzzles are, you know, again, it's not a puzzle game. It's not really a platformer either. It's just kind of fun and varied. I think is a good sum up, like you had earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I find kind of weird is like, so you you go underground here, right? Just kind of macro scale stuff about this. You go on an adventure, presumably. You find some cave. You go inside of it, and then uh, the minecart sections after every boss, <laughs> right? That are in the stars, which took me a moment, right? Because you're, you're just kind of like you're video game logicing through it, and you're not paying that much attention. And then like, am I? I'm in stars, right? Like this is space. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So and but then you're back underground again, right? Yeah, the, and you go further and further. Stars, stars mean something different in Kirby. Like you're constantly going to space and then coming back and then like going riding stars and and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a kind of a space stage in most of the earlier Kirby's yeah. mm-hmm. that you know you just kind of end up in space and then end up back on Earth like right afterwards. I also assume that they're mining the stars like in Starflight. <laughs> um, See, I was just figuring it was like a, a like a rift in dimensions, right? Like mm. <laughs> you're not in one cave, right? You just kind of get on this interstellar highway through dimensions, <laughs> yeah, up in the, a different part of the castle. This cave contains the universe that contains the cave. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Go go to one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah. So and the I mean it's it's pretty fun. Like the treasures are fun. In and of themselves, like eventually they start out, they start out kind of bland, and then eventually they become Nintendo references. Yeah, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of like it's, it feels good to see Nintendo things. Mister mm-hmm. Saturn. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it just that just feels good. Yeah. Um, How Laboratory has a shockingly l- large amount of like really good games. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> they did Pokemon yeah. Snap for God's sake, Gary. Well, they, when they did uh, Pokemon, or no, that's Pokemon Company. They published Pokemon. That's thing to do with Pokemon. They did yeah, like yeah. a regular Pokemon. No, yeah. uh, no, the I don't maybe. No. Yeah. No. Who is it? Who am I thinking of? It's not just uh, Pokemon. Like, you're thinking of like creatures, creatures. Inc. Oh, that, like, that's probably yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how Laboratories was so named because each individual letter was one before IBM. Hmm. Yeah. So got in before IBM. Yeah. 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 Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like yeah. like their uh, like their Wikipedia page is just a greatest hits list of yeah. like just awesome stuff. Like weird too. Like you know, like Adventures of Lolo. How great are those games? Oh yeah. You know, and just like yeah, I, we did that. Yep. Yeah, I like Adventures of Lolo quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk, talk about repetitive music, though. Like yeah. the, the Adventure, <laughs> Adventures of Logo Low song is good, but yeah. it, it's just that's the, that's the only music in the game. I'll put a marker here so you can put one loop of it, and that way everybody gets it stuck in their head.
for the rest of their lives. Yep. The only way to get out is with a bullet. <laughs> yeah, like banana um, phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so, I don't know. One of, the, one of the weird things about the Great Cave Offensive is that a lot of the um, – it's branching in – Kind of like a lightning bolt. So there is a critical path at the beginning and the end, but tons of tributaries. Mm-hmm. They kind of go off to, you know, kind of capillaries that go off to the end. And uh, they're totally optional. And many of them have kind of boss fights at the end or like specifically difficult situations mm-hmm. at the end. They kind of play like boss fights. Um, this is the first area in the game where there are legitimately hard parts. Um, yep. You know, the in the castle, there's that area where you have to hit the, uh, the you know, use the mallet. And getting that back there, kind of getting, oh. getting the hammer past mm-hmm. those power stealer things yeah. yeah and what's awful about those is if you're uh, if you are playing two player they will just steal the ally like they will kill the ally right there oh wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, i always liked uh kurt when kirby steals that power i always like that though like it's not very useful but the mm-hmm. fact they turns into cyborg that like scans an enemy and then absorbs him mm-hmm. rather than swallows him mm-hmm. like I, I enjoy that um, yeah, yeah did Difficult parts and then difficult uh, bosses as well. Yeah, and all in a row too. So there's, you know, um, God, there's a, a bridge enemy. We're talking about the underground castle now, right? Yeah. Uh, with the mallet yeah. thing. And there's a lava room in there. And then there's a ridiculous room where you have to, there's a bridge with a bomb in it. And if you hit the bomb, it'll all fall apart and you can't get a treasure. So you have to mm. defeat this boss without ever actually, right? And so there's just a lot of challenges, I guess, really. And yeah. then you get sent back to the beginning and have to redo it all because everything mm-hmm. responds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's save points. Like, if you wanted to, you could save before that and make multiple tries. Yeah. Like, they're like, uh, oh, it, yeah. They're yeah. like Metroid save rooms, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, yeah. So, so the, um, you also fight. So, the, the kind of critical path um, bosses that you run into here are all pretty tricky, too, mm-hmm. but are pretty good. Yeah. Like I actually really like these. Um, the first one is this this gigantic whale <laughs> with a pipe. Uh, yeah, who's smoking a pipe? <laughs> Again, like the the spatial stuff in this game, right? Because you're coming from an underground cave to a boardwalk, yeah. just like that. You know? yeah. yeah, underground whale. Um, yeah, and he is he is so tough. Like the times I've gotten here, I've got here without a companion. Mm-hmm. You know, which doesn't happen that often, or a power. Like he's really hard to kill without a power. Yeah. I don't think it was here. I think it was during the Milky Way, uh, Milky Way wishes uh, that I uh, fought him without powers, and he's really tough. Like the numbers of times you can you have things to swallow to throw at him are, are very limited. So yeah, it yeah. takes well, up a bunch of the screen, like the very very little safe area, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, with all of these bosses, they're always preceded by a little room that gives you a couple choices of powers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I think when you die, you respawn at the beginning of the room, so you can just duck out to the the preamble room and get a power and go back in. Yeah, you you uh, you're you're right. Um, the time where that's not true is later on. I feel like uh, okay. so I definitely fought him without powers, um, but it might have been when he comes back. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and then the trick with this boss, as with basically any boss, is just to hold down one of the shoulder buttons, <laughs> and you're almost invincible. Yeah, um, yeah. There is actually one or two things that will hit you, but. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just kind of wait everything out. Okay. I like when he does, he does that big water splash that doesn't actually hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just kind of like disrupts your flow. Like there's nothing to it. It's just kind of for flavor. But <laughs> I think it, it also uh, puts like pieces of wood up in the air. I think. That's oh, yeah. Down I guess on that's you. true. Yeah. yeah. Whenever that happens, I just quietly go, wee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, um, 
<laughs> then there's probably the most uncomfortable boss in the in the series. Well, yeah. before before that, there's my favorite boss fight in yeah, the game. The oh shit! Fight. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about this that. Is, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. my favorite all time. Like probably my favorite moment. Yeah, in, in this game <laughs> is after you beat this boss. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. The so, RPG. Yeah, you you, know, you fight a, a Dragon Quest boss essentially. <laughs> That like you know you don't turn into Dragon Quest. It just appears the background turns into you know a battle screen from a Dragon Quest mm-hmm. with a with commands and a narration. Yeah. And uh, but the the thing is actually there. So during your attack turn, it's it's vulnerable, and during your you know its turn, it's not, and you just have to dodge. And it's super clever and great. Mm-hmm. And you, you, know, you fight a, a kind of a and unique enemies too. Like you're not fighting Kirby enemies. You're fighting these kind of fantasy tropes. You start like out with witches. a slime. Yeah. Um, you know, and then clearly based on Dragon Quest, like the witch looks a little bit like um, the ghost from Dragon Quest mm-hmm. it has the same kind of, uh, you know, facial expression. It's floating in a similar manner. Um, yeah. I think I feel it's fairly like pretty seriously a Dragon Quest and knock off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love when you beat it, all the stat ups it gives you like yeah. love plus two points, truthfulness plus two points. Hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Grief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so that- good. Honesty. <laughs> honesty i got humor tenderness and appetite appetite's a great one <laughs> yeah 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 well, when i played this uh when i was very very young it was right around the time it came out so i was like nine or so this opened up my like peeled my brain back kind of <laughs> <laughs> just like what in the like and even still today i remember how that felt just like this turned into a different what <laughs> just yeah. baffled by it and even still today when i got to it i'd kind of forgotten it was a thing but when the windows popped up i was like oh that's where this is from yeah 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 it's just really cl- i mean it doesn't turn into a different kind of game it's just a clever play you know on, on it just it's very clever you know there's a very clever little little bit mm-hmm. there um yeah that's why that's probably my favorite moment in the game is after that after you start leveling up and getting your stats for doing that which you know the stats needless to say are not Kirby oh, yeah. doesn't have stats. Um, so it's, it's, it's all fun. You know, it's all fun flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the uncomfortable boss. Yeah. Like Cole was talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, racist I, Gollywog. Yes, I believe the term is Gollywog. Yeah. Um, which I guess means something different in Japanese imagery or whatever. I have no idea. You know, well, the swastika wasn't originally a Nazi thing. It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's, it's some eyes, some big red lips. And like this weird tribal headdress thing. He's like a witch doctor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, is this the the chameleon, right? No. Oh, what am I not thinking of? The chameleon comes up next level. Yeah. I think. Oh my god, you're talking about the stone guy. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a DuckTales boss. Yeah. <laughs> like um, you know, because it's like one of those things you would find, you know, in DuckTales when you were raiding some you know, some, some countries, national treasures Yeah. for your own, you know, your own nefarious needs. Um, he's actually pretty tough too. Yeah. Uh, mostly through the, uh, the, the opportunities to attack him being limited. Um, you know, you can just really hit his hands and, and they're only vulnerable every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of his moveset is actually basically replicated in, uh, the super smash brothers games as yeah. like master hand. And it's, it's neat to mm-hmm. see how much of it they carry over, in retrospect, right? I guess moving forward, it's kind of weird that they just kind of borrowed this boss, but um, well, it's still, it's still need to see the origins of. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. It's nice to see it in reverse. Yeah. Yep. Um, playing through this, um, certain areas in uh, in Great Cave Offensive, and then specific, specifically in the in the Milky Way Wishes area, like it, it kind of 
the the uh, the single player mode from Super Smash Brothers Brawl, the uh, subspace emissary, feels mm-hmm. like a Kirby game in this really weird way. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like, like this one in the way that it's structured. I can't quantify it, and I probably wouldn't, you know, die defending that statement. But there's just this vague similarity, like that there's a sensibility that was carried forward, um, you know, from here to there. Yeah, like some light platforming, but something that's never that difficult. And then mm-hmm. a lot of enemies that you can kind of just beat through, but not quite. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. variety too, right? Yeah, no, no rhyme or reason between the different environments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Between two. Like yeah. in you know in in subspace emissary, like you go from a cave to space, like it's nothing for no reason, mm-hmm. and uh, you do that here as well. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's fairly apt. Um, yeah, that that, that uh, single player mode got really slammed, but like mm-hmm. I'm not a multiplayer fighter guy, right? And I uh, ended up buying that just because I wanted to play around in the Nintendo toy box and really liked mm-hmm. playing through it. Yeah. Like it's mindless, but it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yep, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this the story was like, it was funny to see again the same way it's funny to see this Kirby game, you know, do try to do kind of more complex plot stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a you know a baby deer, like walking, <laughs> like it's really endearing. Like that's what like all the, the, the endearing. The uh, it's all the the Final Fantasy beats in uh, Subspace Emissary. Mm-hmm. Really funny, like the kind of Kingdom Hearts over drama over things like rob the robot yeah we're, we're the same you know, the same kind of just kind of dumb derpy but kind of endearing and sonic shows up i i think that yeah. I, th- I think that uh it, it is endearing specifically because nobody talks yeah yeah if they talk mm-hmm. i mean well anything sonic talks in is off the table <laughs> yeah. no i i'm serious man like anything like there's no i can't imagine a piece of media where sonic says a word that i think is acceptable <laughs> like, no way like that character he's my game (laughs) i'm reading the weird fan art thread in uh in on something awful Mm. yeah that's enough yeah there's there's so much good sonic (laughs) on there um this this is tangential but i just want to put it in the show notes because it's great cool if you haven't started if you haven't watched the low tax let's plays um watch those okay um it's just it's him and schmorky um and they just do random game maker games Mm -hmm. a lot of which are sonic games um (laughs) like homemade sonic games or remakes of sonic games Mm -hmm. and they're amazing like they're almost always less than 10 minutes long because they're terrible terrible games like sometimes like two minutes long yeah and schmorky is a human cartoon and has a human cartoon's voice yeah which is really fun to to listen to Mm -hmm. like they're 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 a pleasure Mm mm-hmm like I'm, they, they're wonderful i'm genuinely shocked that like the uh, the guys at the sa main office haven't started doing podcasts oh yeah like i think I that that would be such a such a match but yeah maybe that maybe they don't like it no. like maybe that maybe they just haven't you know maybe they i don't know i think this is kind of their medium for that stuff and then mm-hmm. you can see like it would have to be whatever they did would have to be short you know like yeah. listen watch these videos like just listening to them riff like works a lot better in a shorter mm-hmm. format yeah that may be part of it um but yeah the uh uh yeah it's it's they're real fun and the, anyone with sonic is great so <laughs> any of those sonic let's plays are, are kind of mandatory watching yeah mm-hmm. actually kind of a slightly tangential to that but um <laughs> tangent to your tangent possibly to a third <laughs> tangent um i was thinking the other day about how like so this is a nice like two hour chunk of podcast and then the short podcasts on the network are like half hour right roughly mm-hmm. but um there's lots of internet video these days, like, you know, zero punctuation and all the rest that are kind of in this five to 10 minute block. And there's nothing podcasty of that length that I know of. 
Is there, you know, is there a reason why content that's basically just a seven minute rant with very simple visuals has to have those simple visuals? Is there? Like... Um, there, there are a few okay. um, that I've I've seen before. They're like really short memory, podcasts. Memory Palace. Yeah, um, and then like the the um, not like not stuff you should know, but I think it is how stuff works is really short. Like one of one of those like podcasts is like yeah. just a couple minutes long, just kind of explaining a, a really short concept. That's cool. um, there's there's a podcast for the straight dope, which is like a trivia, you know, question thing, like a, some kind of trivia master. Someone's like, "Why does this happen?" and then he explains it. There's a podcast version. They're like five minutes long, mm-hmm. um, so it exists. Um, but it's one reason. Like there's like a weird length bloat that happens in in our podcasting network. Yeah, um, <laughs> like the the pitch was originally 15 minutes long. And then now was, those have kind of settled out as a half hour, mm-hmm. but there's a couple of early pitches that are like 12 minutes long. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is, man. All right. Yeah. It, when there, when there is no constraint and when you have fun doing a thing, you'll often want to get more from it. Yeah. 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 And for me, like a, for, from a listening perspective, like, um, you know, I have like my podcast I just subscribe to and they all just pop into my feed, but a lot of things I only listen to occasionally. So I kind of have to search them out. Mm-hmm. And uh, those, whenever I listen to a short podcast, I would just binge on it. Like I would not listen to it forever, and then download you know the equivalent of a regular podcast episode. Mm-hmm. You know, so I listened to ten of them in a row or twelve of them in a row, and uh, it had the same kind of effect. Like I just tend to like longer things. It doesn't need to be there though. Like a, a Yahtzee game review podcast that was just him kind of joking. Mm-hmm. The visuals add a lot, but if he crafted it to be like that, it would work just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good idea. Do it. Yeah, you know, I, I will figure out how to edit. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not that we can no. do it. It's not yeah. that hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, that would be awesome. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll check out some of those other ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a good idea is finishing <laughs> up um, the Great Cave Offensive. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, how does this end? I can't remember. You just oh, get a bunch of treasure. I know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it just shows all your treasure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, and it always made me wonder because that that horrible racist character is the final boss. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that's yeah. the last thing you do that isn't just leaving. And so is yeah. that supposed to be like, you know, <laughs> are you toppling the leader of this dark realm, or are you oh, like offensive? That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is great cave offensive. <laughs> the great offensive cave. Yeah, <laughs> Kirby's going in to defeat racism. Yeah. <laughs> The stakes have never been higher, guys. <laughs> yep. If anybody's going to take care of racism in our times. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so uh, next you you move into uh, what's probably my favorite of these. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, is uh, Revenge, of Meta- Revenge of the Meta Knight, um, which is just, it's very, it's like a short action film. Mm-hmm. Like, Meta Knight is flying the Halberd, which is his flagship, and Kirby is just attacking it. <laughs> Yeah, different ways. Like half of any Schwarzenegger film, basically. Yeah, exactly. Or like any of the plot in a Schwarzenegger film, which is impressive. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's from a reductionist sense. Yeah, got it It down to the core. Starts starts really late in the story, you know, which is which is great for this. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really need to see about like Meta Knight's childhood and the orphanage he was raised in and (laughs) all the things that led to his various neuroses. Like, it's just like, oh, there's a ship attacking Dreamland. Let's fuck it up. Let's get Kirby on the job. Um, 
And yeah, this is this is really fun. There's not so the kind of added gimmicks that they have. This is one is a time limit that you'll you probably will never run into. Mm -hmm. um, did you either? Of you guys run out of time? No. Well, and also notice it starts at like three thousand or something, which I think is the time between cannon fire or something. Mm. And when it gets down to sixty, it's slow because it's going you know maybe a hundred clicks every couple seconds or so. But when it gets down to sixty, it starts going at a count of one per second. So you always oh, yeah. have this buffer of a minute at the end. Yeah. Um, it'd be pretty hard to run out of that time. Yeah, they don't they don't want you to run out run out of time. Like it's just there to like add a sense of pressure because the whole mm -hmm. the whole episode is is really intense and the close thing to it has like a high action. Yeah. Kind of Kirby episode. You, you get the sense that like you are trying to keep up. There's something happening, and especially mm -hmm. in the first couple bits of this section which where you are trying to get into Elbert but failing and so you are being deposited in the you know in the world and then having to fight your way back up you know yeah yeah um there's also the crew of the kind of does like Star Fox style yeah. narration <laughs> over what you're doing and then they're you know a nice collection of idiots yeah. like yeah the Meta Knight has has you know recruited a congress of assholes to pilot his flagship <laughs> and here and here they are <laughs> So, and it's just, but it's fun to watch them just kind of comment, you know, you're still doing the same thing. These are cutscenes. You're not like breaking into a room and like, now it's time to interrogate the Lieutenant of Meta Knight. It's not Metal Gear. <laughs> They're just kind of talking over you and being scared shitless that Kirby's fucking up their ship. <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very like, it projects Kirby as this plate in the place in this, or as a, into a place in this world that I really like. Yeah. As a, like almost like a Boba Fett style, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you know this is the ultimate <laughs> badass is like is coming after us <laughs> okay so i'm just picturing kirby floating up that ladder from metal gear 3 <laughs> <laughs> while the snake eater plays and he's literally eating snakes you know <laughs> and then he and then he gets there and uh and ddd shoots his eye out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh man i need to play a snake eater again fuck Mm -hmm. Sorry, no, that is that that is neither here nor there. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> I just I I have no reason. I have no I have no recollection, no inkling of why anybody does anything in this. I don't know why oh, Meta Knight yeah. is, yeah. is bad. <laughs> like, like just in Kirby in general. In this, I understand they're trying to shake you off, and they're like, oh no, the engine's going down, and you know stuff like that. It, it's kind of neat, like how they are tracking your progress. However, I don't know why Meta Knight's supposed to be bad, except he looks kind of evil and he has bat wings. He's like he's like he's an anti-hero. He's like Proto Man. Yeah. That's I, I, he's Kirby's Proto Man. Is always mm. how I've seen him. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's got his own separate goals. Like he, does, I don't think he's necessarily allied with DDD mm -hmm. in the mythos. Yeah. Um, but the uh, uh, yeah, that's how I kind of and he's he ends up being an antagonist, but just barely. Like DDD yeah. is the real. You know, he's the Bowser. Isn't and isn't there like a bigger cosmic force behind DDD? Something like that, like Galactus. Yeah, yeah. Like no, Necron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. How remarkable is it that they have dialogue in this, and it is perfectly pleasant and not stupid? Um, you know, or not like just kind of like blah. It's stupid, and that the people are stupid, but like it's good and it adds to it, right? Yeah, it's charming. Yeah. It's not yeah. embarrassing, yeah. like you would expect. You know, mm -hmm. from a game that doesn't normally have dialogue. And it, well, part of that is just because it doesn't it's mostly it's kind of narrating what you're doing yeah. in that like panicky sense, you know, like it's, it's just you kind of like breaking into their comms and then flipping out. And there's no sense of intrigue or subterfuge, you know, in, involved in it at all. 
you know, it's just like, ah, you know, I hope he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't come to the engine core next. <laughs> ah, he's come to the engine core. Like it's, yeah. it's and slapsticky that, in a really pleasant way. Getting a little bit ahead, but like, I always wondered, are they then just broadcasting their conversation through the entire ship and like, <laughs> oh shit, we hope he doesn't go to the core. And then like, hope he's not listening to this broadcast. Cause otherwise, you know, how does he know? But Kirby's I got a Kodak. Solitown <laughs> <laughs> radar is, is doing it. It might be more likely that uh, that they just forgot that the PA was open. Yeah, one, one yeah. of those guys is leaning on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like them a lot. I also like the gameplay here a lot because you're robbed most often. So you, the whole game, you've had a, a solid floor and you can fly over obstacles. Many areas of this, you're outside of the ship and you're robbed of a floor. So mm-hmm. the actual platforms are so few and far between that, you know, falling is a danger, mm-hmm. um, which it usually isn't in the game. Like there's just kind of pits, but there are large sections of the game, especially and wind. So you're, you know, you're kind of navigating these platforms and there's like kind of gust of wind. Um, and it's like fairly challenging. Like it hits the right balance of challenging for Kirby. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, you eventually get onto the ship because Dynablade helps you. That's that weird little plot significance. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's there after you fight two of the trees. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, no, one tree and then two trees. Oh yeah, like one tree above the other two trees. Yeah. So yeah. I guess yeah. Then the second tree pops in and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like the reactor core fight. Um, it feels a little bit out of place because you're you don't normally fight machinery. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, getting the reflect beam to hit. Um, is pretty cool. And then, uh, I don't have it in the notes cause I, I guess I didn't make note of it, but the, the, uh, the, the, the lobster tank or whatever. Yeah. 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 Heavy lobster, heavy lobster, heavy, lo- heavy lobster is great. Yeah. Like that. Cause you, yeah. and you're mostly like running away from him. Mm-hmm. This is where they introduced those, like Cole was mentioning earlier, like the kind of timed things where, you know, Kirby has to go fast, which is not his, his forte, but mm-hmm. I ended up enjoying all of them anyway. Um, you know, kind of yeah. tricky, some of them, but it's still fun. Um, yeah, I think this is where the chameleon is too. He's not in the notes. If he mm. wasn't in the Great Cave Offensive somewhere, yeah, uh, he no, is in the Great Cave Offensive. And I, eh, no, I think he's just in the offensive and uh, later on in Galaxies. Right. Gotcha. And like, yeah, that's a that's a neat boss too. Like they're the bosses at this point. Like when they're not reusing something, all the new ones they've introduced are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's also the twin cannons fight here. That's before you get to the reactor core. Mm-hmm. which I don't know even if that even left a, an impression if we're not talking about it, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Cause again, you know, the bosses are just kind of, you sit there with bombs and you shield when you have to and yeah. pick yep. through it. Yep. Yep. Very, fairly easy, especially since you can get a companion um, just because we haven't talked about it yet. And I, I, the two weird companion quirks um, that could, could go anywhere is one, um, the fact that when they die, they start freaking out, like they're going to exp- like yeah. they're made of unstable <laughs> molecules. Yep. Uh, so there's there's a purpose for that. Yeah, yeah. Because if they touch another creature, mm-hmm. they they turn into that creature, right? They stabilize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you're if you're playing two player, like, do you have control over him when he's doing that? Yes. Okay. So you've got a little mad dash to mm-hmm. touch somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the the real infamous kissing that Kirby does. <laughs> <laughs> like Kirby, in order to share, like he eats some food that gives him health. Then when he's passing the person, he kisses them and apparently like regurgitates some food into their mouth to give them health. Yeah. Um, which is it's I just like to think of him just kissing them like he's not puking into their mouth. 
Yeah. Because um, that's gross. And kissing them is cute. <laughs> yes. And the, the kissing that he's doing is if you've ever had a significant love, you know, significant other in a cramped kitchen and you're both cooking and you just pass each other and kind of kiss for a second and then continue what you're doing. That's the kiss. It's like a cramped <laughs> yeah. kitchen kiss is what Kirby's doing. And it's adorable. And he'll he'll kiss whatever, man. It's like once you once I've squatted you out of my body, you are my you are my friend. And uh, we can exchange long protein strands through our mouth like, <laughs> like nothing. Uh, so, yeah, it's adorable. It's super adorable. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't like there's no, you know, Lowell homo about it to me. Like I just like there's, you know, there's no gender to Kirby. It doesn't matter. No. Like he says it's really cute. Like he gives him a little kiss, like little mm-hmm. kids kissing on the playground. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like a, like a Norman Rockwell painting. I want to see like a Norman Rockwell, like Kirby kissing a, <laughs> you know, bottle D <laughs> with holding an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, who's the painter of light? That guy. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. know the name. I'd like to see. There. I'd like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Him outside of a quaint cottage. Yeah. Overly rendered. Yeah. A Hummel, like a Hummel figurine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hummel Kirby. We're, okay, so like we've basically just outlined an entire merchandising strategy for for uh, Nintendo's next Kirby game. I yeah, know. Listen, we'd buy them. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Like, and they probably already exist. We just, or just in Japan, or we don't know about them. Yeah. Some of this stuff, I don't think Hummels do, but <laughs> yeah, Nintendo line of Hummels is a good idea. Yeah, get on it, AAA devs. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, get it. Um, yeah. So, so at the end of this, you fight Meta Knight, mm-hmm. and it's kind of you know it's supposed to be kind of a duel, and he does he's a, a swordsman mm-hmm. essentially, um, OP swordsman. Yeah, and he gives you a sword, and he mm-hmm. waits like thirty seconds before he attacks you. He yep. he wants it to be fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go playing into that kind of anti-hero, you know, honor duel kind of setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And this, I I really feel like I just tank this every time. Like I don't know if there's much you can really do for strategy aside from not jump into him with that little sword hop you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but most of the fights in this, I just kind of like would go forward and just kind of smash the thing until it died and outlast them. Mm-hmm. You know, like most of the fights, there's not very much strategy to it. If you, if I have a decent weapon or if I have a companion, mm-hmm. I just kind of pound on whoever it is until they die. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting because this is a, a boss fight where the enemy is roughly your size. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of them end up being these gigantic scaled monstrosities and way more mobile yeah. than you are. And, uh, and more mobile than most enemies you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. After this, however much time you have left on the clock is what is left for the escape sequence. Um, I generally like I, I just got out by the uh, by the skin of my teeth. Mm. Yeah. I they might set it to a certain time. Maybe mm. I'm wrong about that, but I, I think that they do because I remember having less time and it didn't take me that long to get through the, the level. Mm. So I think that you know maybe it speeds up. But the uh, yeah, I, I got through you know with a, a couple of seconds to spare, but not tons of time. <clears throat> yeah. So. Oh. And what's neat about that riding section, so you're riding out on a wheelie, right? And in the two-player <laughs> mode, one person is actually one of the, the wheels or the whatever they're called. And so he's driving. It's not Kirby that controls if it's actually a two-player game. But what the Kirby player can do is use the analog stick and shoot stars in one of the eight directions around him. Oh, hey. So you get this kind of attack, and you can actually hit Meta Knight until he dies. Oh, while he's chasing you? That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. And then you can just kind of ride out the rest of the level in peace. It's like a two, yeah, it's like a two player only Easter egg. Yeah. Again, that's awesome. Huh. huh. I kind of want to play that game. 
Yeah, like, like this game would be a blast co-op, like kind of all the way through. Mm-hmm. Oh you know? yeah, I definitely yeah. recommend it. Yeah, I've never mastered doing emulator stuff co-op. Yeah, like I know you can do it over like a network, but I've never been able to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the so the biggest kind of like capstone game for it. Do you do you guys want to talk about the other two mini games before we do this, just so we don't end on <laughs> end on yeah on 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 Samurai Kirby? <laughs> um, yeah. We'll talk about the rest of the mini games, even mm-hmm. though they're not necessarily in this order. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first one is the Megaton uh, Punch, mm-hmm. which is kind of like those little interstitial mini games from the original Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Where you're trying to break oh. the blocks. Yeah. 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 So you have a couple of like golf timers that you have to hit um, in order to, um, you know, break these blocks and ultimately the entire planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up supernova style. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know the the more accurate you are, the more uh, the more uh, you know strong your punches, and you're going up against uh, increasingly strong enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and there, and that's all there is to that. It's pretty mm-hmm. minor. Yeah. Um, the second mini game is a, another timing puzzle, but it's the uh, like quick draw, except it's a samurai skin, but it's essentially just a you know the the game that you'd play in in school sometimes where like somebody would drop a ruler. Yeah. And between your fingers, you just had to click your fingers together click i play too many video games like <laughs> put your fingers together to grab it and you can kind of measure how uh you know how quickly you've done so i'm terrible at that game yep, yep. yeah yeah i'm i'm i feel like i'm pretty quick like i can do a buzzer hmm. like i'm pretty pretty fast on, on that kind of stuff it's how i end up winning uh you don't know jack all oh, the yeah. time on, on xbox because i'm i'm pretty quick on the draw mm-hmm. so yeah so those are pretty simple yeah, yeah. I, I I love the uh, the aesthetics, the like the like the theming on the uh, Samurai Kirby, like mm-hmm. the incredibly narrow aspect ratio and uh, kind of the music and the audio cue. Um, that and your 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 weapon is never like a you know a, a katana or whatever. It's like a bouquet of flowers or a fan or something, and you're just slapping them as opposed to uh, yeah. you know cutting them in half. Yep, yep. Yeah. Which is good. It'd be weird if you started cutting these people in half. Yeah. Um, and then there's a boss rush called the arena that you actually unlock last yeah um just thinking of the trick is here is you have uh five sexist tomatoes um <laughs> to uh to, to uh to last you the entire time so that's a couple of steps removed but i like it yeah thank you <laughs> um yeah. yeah so the uh and so you just have to make those last mm-hmm. and, and that's the the trick there but uh, the real thing here is that that a Milky Way wishes, which I think Cole remarked on how gross that sounds. Yeah, like Milky Way. Wish. I just don't like eh, Milky. It sounds it sounds unwholesome. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, something about Milky. Yeah. Like your your throat is milk. Like when that part of your throat gets activated. <laughs> you say Milky when, when, when you're when you're milk. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah. You're I was about to say milk glands, but those are actually a thing. So. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my milk glands are not activated <laughs> by by saying that. Um, yeah, I do get a case of milk throat. So <laughs> I can't. Oh wow, man! <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I, I've I've told this story before um, on the show, but my old boss's uh, husband, who gave us, uh, we got a calendar for Christmas. Me and my assistant back at my old job, and. Uh, he didn't say a word to us the entire time we we're eating like kind of holiday office party lunch. And then we were going back to the car. Um, we we're like, I wonder what Danelle got us. And he's like, it's a bunch of pot. 
and like it just came out of nowhere and we we're just like what the fuck are you talking about bill nixon and then and then he, then he walks a couple more steps and he turns around and he goes actually it's a whole tray of brownies and you're gonna need a gallon of milk to swallow it <laughs> just like really aggressively and we we just were that's one of the few times in my life where i was just absolutely speechless like i had no idea <laughs> what was, to say or how to react was your boss dennis hopper no, it was my boss's husband. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was your boss's husband Dennis Hopper? Was he drawing air from a from a, some kind of like gas canister? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> he just had like this gin blossomed old uh, like he's like this looked like this old drunk um, guy, <laughs> but like the uh, yeah, it was, it was it was just really really surreal. We we're talking about our milk throats. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think what it was was he thought that we were like we were kind of slackers i've never smoked pot with any kind of regularity ever but i think he assumed that of us because oh, we were and yeah. you know alternative and we're in bands and stuff so he probably mm-hmm. assumed we were swinging pot all the time at work yeah and not the case hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't anyway. know anyway um yeah but the milky way wishes yeah uh, <laughs> mw <laughs> MWW. Um, trigger warning, Milky Way wishes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I love the premise for this. So the sun and the moon are fighting. Mm-hmm. And there's like this weird cat and mouse game around the planet. <laughs> and this is wreaking havoc because they can't depend on night and day being a thing. Yeah. So, uh, Kirby boss is the sun and the moon. Yep. Like in earlier Kirby's, you fight them. So I'm glad they made mm-hmm. an appearance. Yeah. And uh, so... I don't know if it's the name or his appearance, but Mark's bad news, right? Even at the beginning, yeah. you kind of know he's like. <laughs> so wait, do you see him in the beginning? Is there an intro cut scene that I forgot to watch or something? It's like the uh, the attract mode. If you okay. if you if you leave the uh, um, title screen going. Okay, because yeah. I forgot about that this time. It ran all the way to the end, and then this asshole Marks came out of nowhere and ruins <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. And I was like, "What? Well, I don't remember that." Like. <laughs> fuck this guy <laughs> just to take a moment to talk about how cool it is that each of these little games has an attract mode yeah like that that's a lot of attention to detail like a title screen and an attract mode and mm-hmm. a little tutorial like yeah. have you played this before if not here's like a lovingly crafted how-to mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah marks is the one who kind of lays it out for you that the sun and the moon are, are fighting and sends you out on your mission to find a uh, wish-granting clockwork star called nova mm-hmm <laughs> So, you know, the mythos de- deepens. Yeah. And uh, this is really neat in that, like, it introduces some tri- some twist to it. Um, you don't absorb enemies, but you collect them as, uh, you know, kind of Mega Man-style powers that you can select anytime you like. Um, so, again, like, to, speaking to Sam's point, incentivizes, incentivizes exploration. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, if you want to get all the powers, um, you have to really comb each corner of each of these planets. And there's there's a real gameplay incentive in this one, unlike in Offensive. Yeah. I mean, like, if you are missing a power that you want, that's all the more reason to really comb through everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in, in the other game, it's like, oh, there's probably a hidden thing over there. I'll, I'll check it out, I guess, and get a dime that's worth 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a dime that's worth 10 gold pieces. Oh, so, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a pretty expensive dime, but still <laughs> just a dime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I ended up going until I got something I could kind of accept. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't comb everything. I, I went through each stage, but I didn't find all of them. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, ended up getting a couple powers that I liked and, and stuck with it. And there are only one or two that are that are required to proceed. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the uh, the jet. 
Yeah. Mm, point, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the snowman companion a lot. I just want to, I haven't had another place to put that out there. But you get him in the first area, yeah. And that like badass snowman with sunglasses. His little friend, I like him a lot. Yeah, he looks like a bomber man. Um, oh yeah, enemy kind of guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I, I love that first world because every time you go through a door, the season changes, and that works. It works its way into uh, um, you know needing to solve the puzzles to proceed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it, well, the levels here are really well themed, unlike mm-hmm. any of the other levels in this game, right? There's yeah. always a sky room and a space room and then a lava boss or whatever. And here it is like, here's your earth world and here's your mm-hmm. water world and here's your air world and the puzzles mm-hmm. fit and the themes fit. Yeah, and they're different nice. planets, so it makes sense. Yeah. You know, like they, yeah, they should have different environments. Um, so yeah, so this is, you know, this is really strong. Um, I like the, the Mennonite thing a little bit more just because it's so focused. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but I do, I really like this too. This is probably my second favorite. Um, yeah, but you are fighting a lot of the same bosses. I'm glad you pointed this out, Cole. So in the next second stage, um, the Aqualus stage, there's a really annoying, like trial and error maze mm-hmm. and calling it a maze is too strong. It's just Money. like a go, you know, pick the wrong door, go back to the beginning of the level. Yeah. Yeah, this was kid knowledge right here that got me through this. (laughs) I'm sure it would take me 20 minutes on my own. I I did all of this in one sitting, um, like uh, like like all of the you know previous uh, worlds, and I was getting ready, just like oh well, whatever, I'll just finish this out, make it a short assignment, right? I got to I got to that room with the shitty doors, and I was like, yeah, I'm done for the night because I just can't (laughs) I can't I can't swing it, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, like it, it's it's you know pretty it's rough design. Um, you know it could have been worse. Like they could change each time or something like that. Like I think it's consistent, but it is really frustrating. And eventually, unless they do change each time, and I just happen to luck out after ten tries or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's it's annoying. It's it's kind of and it's it's an anomaly. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. In the in this game or in the series, I can think of before this. Um, like the closest analog reminds me of the um, the world fours from Super Mario Brothers one. Mm-hmm. When you kind of have to make your way through, you know, make your choices up, down, middle in the castle and you just get the, the eh, eh, noise if you do it wrong, mm-hmm. um, which I never like those that much either. There's yeah. not too much to those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you, you quickly move on from here. Each of these uh, planets has its own boss um, and they are bosses that are repeated from before. Yeah. Um, so no real surprises there. They're thematically appropriate. Like here in Aqualus, you fight the whale boss and Floria, you fought the, uh, the tree boss, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. The, um, when you get to uh, half moon and you fight the RPG boss, mm-hmm. um, it is different though. It's like the same concept, but different enemies. Yeah. They're like, are called forth. like a couple of classes up. So you start with the witch and you go to a dragon. Yeah. And the dragon mm-hmm. is hard. Like the dragon really is hard. yeah undodgeable. Mm-hmm. Like that, like one of his attacks, more or less. Yeah. I mean, it's another one of those things where it's it's hard if you decide not to game break by just holding down the shield button, right? Yeah, because yeah. like those like, back and forth RPG battles actually just become like they're really great, but like and maybe a weird kind of commentary on this on that strange like I'm gonna stand here and then walk up and beat <laughs> you with a sword and walk back to my line thing that Final Fantasy does, but like you really are just shielding when they're attacking if you mm-hmm. play it that way, you know. Like a, a confession I'm going to make is that I didn't really end up shielding very much. Like yeah. I felt like I I knew that I could do it because I was exploring with the, the buttons. Mm-hmm. It didn't occur to me, which is real dumb, dumb. Like it, it should have. And this isn't me like, I didn't even need to block Sam. Fuck yeah. you. Like it, there's no, there's no bragging to this. I was just an idiot and it didn't, I didn't think to do it. I was yeah, just, what, oh shit, I got to get out of the way. 
I actually had a, a similar thing with like bows and dark souls is the first time I ever noticed that you could use a bow to, bow to pull people was watching your lits play. <laughs> and it was like, Oh, you can cheese people and you can uh, draw people in one at a time. Cause my first character was just like, let's run into a room and hit shit. until I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So for people listening who haven't played Dark Souls, don't play Dark Souls that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it will it will fuck you. Um, yeah, so so you go through these different worlds and we get to the end game where you're getting ready to make your wish at this gigantic clockwork star thing, and Marks just pushes you out of the way and makes a wish for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> super like he, goofy. He wishes for ultimate power or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wishes to control Popstar, and then mm-hmm. that gives him ultimate power because yeah. I guess those wishes are ostensibly interchangeable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Disney um, villain syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and he becomes like this weird quantum uh you know, abnormality, you know, warping black hole thing. <laughs> yeah. Like he's really strange at this point. So Yeah. Mm. This is somebody who I got to him without a uh uh, so is this before or after you do? Okay, so this is bef- you do the side scrolling game before you fight him. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. the side scrolling game leads up to that. Okay, so yeah, it turns into a shooter, like an R type style shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I also don't. So the in the mechanic, the story reason here. Let me get this right: is that Nova, who <laughs> is this giant, like he looks like a pocket watch with a smile, but he's got a ruler <laughs> and a clock and like a, a compass and a little. Yeah wind direction he's awesome yes yeah (laughs) but so he grants wishes and then you fly inside of him to destroy his heart Mm -hmm. which doesn't ungrant the wish like (laughs) the guy is still super powered so you're just being a dick to this wish granting star at this point (laughs) is that yeah yeah well nobody nobody fucking crosses kirby like (laughs) nobody the enemy of kirby's you know the friend of kirby's enemy is kirby's enemy and if you help out one of his one of his enemies, like you're as good as fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what you need to like. He's the man who took down the fucking halberd. Like yeah. this is the ultimate badass. Have you seen his eyebrows? There is no. <laughs> there should leave no doubt in your mind that anybody who cross he's like a Heisenberg. Like anybody who crosses him goes down. All loose ends must be cut down. Stay out of my territory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kirby's the one who knocks. <laughs> like in all respects. So. The, um, so I, yeah, the that, danger. Yep. Uh, yep. Are there any more? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are, but yeah. the, um, yeah. So the side scrolling thing is fun. When you get to the end part though, where you have to, you're in his heart yeah. and those things are kind of scrolling past. Is there a way to avoid taking damage when they start rolling backwards? Not that uh, I, I mean, very, very difficult, very slim chance. Yes. Can you like where you have to? Yes, you can. So we have to go through. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like the yeah. kind of core. There's one really dick one. There's two mm-hmm. that aren't bad. There's one you can destroy if you're really quick when mm-hmm. it's going forward, and then you don't have to go back through it later. Yeah. Um, all, and then all the ones going forward, I could kill. I'm talking about the ones that go backwards. Yeah. yeah. So there's two, and the first one I never had too many problems with, but the second ones are real dick, right? Like that tiny little opening. Yeah. And yeah, yeah you can, but it, it's like. I, I can't do it reproducibly. Yeah. So yeah. it's just tricky. Um, but, and that's all there is to that though. You don't have to shoot the heart or do anything after that. You just do this weird, again, like a lot like an R type thing where they're in this, uh, centrifuge spins around and, mm-hmm. uh, and these things, then you fight the, the actual, you know, cosmic entity version of Marx. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I showed up to without a partner and without a power. Hmm. So I beat him, beat him without that, which you, was, you know, so hard. That you can just make your own partner and power, right? Huh? The, uh, by, when I press start here, I couldn't do it. Really? Oh, you press, you don't press start. You press, uh, uh, triangle. Well, it's like well, X yeah. or whatever. Well, whatever button you press, like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like the, uh, it wasn't, oh. I mean, I'm I swear I'm like not making this up. Like the button would just pause it. And I was hitting, you, I was hitting start oh. before. So I thought I couldn't change powers. And this was true of all the bosses for me. I could switch to a new power before I fought the boss, but during the boss fight, and maybe there's another button you should use instead of start, but I was using start to select like a, like a Mega Man mm-hmm. and you couldn't do it. It just paused the game. I, I swear I I'm not actually, making this up. I had one experience that was like that. So maybe, uh, but I don't really remember like why it was happening or where. So it's possible that in boss fights it's turned off maybe. That's what I thought. Like I couldn't do it during boss fights because it'd make it too easy. You would just like gain, gain unlimited partners. Mm-hmm. So, and just like, and tank while they did the work. So I thought maybe it was turned off during bosses. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, I don't quite recall. Yeah. yeah. So he's real hard without a power. And then later yeah. I learned that like at the very end of the battle, I learned that one of the things he, a uh, projectile, he spits at you. If you swallow it, it'll turn into an, a snowman. It'll turn into mm. a snowman. Huh. I didn't realize until the end of the fight. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's mm-hmm. the toughest fight in the game. Yeah, like especially if you're if you're not uh, if you're not equipped for it. Yeah. He's got like his moves are relatively hard to dodge, um, and varied. Like he has a real set pattern, but learning the pattern and learning how to consistently dodge them mm-hmm. it will take a couple can take a couple lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then you go home and take a nap, <laughs> having successfully punched everyone in the face really hard. You yep. Take a nap. <laughs> yep. And you get the credits, like the actual, you know, game credits. Yeah. For the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a uh, Kirby Superstar. Yeah. Awesome. Very fun. Neat little game. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, some other people played along with us. I guess uh, we'll figure out later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, some people did. I think that. Um, what are the, I mean, the, the Kirby games are, have a weird place in the Nintendo mythology, I guess, or like the Nintendo core properties canon, mm-hmm. you know, um, where they're not. I feel like they don't they don't really get their due um, as a thing. And I think it is because they're so easy. Um, yeah. And and like they're I can't really point to one. I mean, this one's pretty great, but I can't point to one that I feel like is really a standout hit. Like they're all just pretty good, like B plus A minus kind of work, mm-hmm. you know, and it, there's nothing that's really like. Uh, that is a Super Mario World, right? Or that's so easy to draw people in on and then they're familiar enough with the series that they'll check other stuff out. The other stuff tends to be really samey. So like yeah. this, I think, is kind of the pinnacle of the series because it has that wide variety to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a masterpiece of design the way that like Mario World is, but it makes up a lot of what it lacks in just kind of charm and just being really good-natured. So, you know, it gets like a tremendous goodwill for me. So while it may be like objectively not as good as a link to the past or a Mario world. Um, you know, I just, I enjoyed it a lot because it just made me smile, you know, a whole bunch. So it's kind of, kind of got that going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I don't, I don't have enough good things to say about it. I, I, I do I would just reiterate all, everything we said before. So yeah. one of the, one of the most fun platformers we've done. Oh yeah. So definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad if we were going to do, cause I mean, It'd be weird if we never did a Kirby game. Mm-hmm. I think it wouldn't be weird if we never did another one, mm-hmm. just because they're yeah. so seamy. But I'm glad this is the one we did. Yeah, I think you know? this is the best. 
best I, I've yeah. seen. I could see doing Canvas Curse along with something else. Yeah, maybe like we could do a we could do a combo. Yeah, for sure. Um, a combo episode, but we I don't think another Kirby thing would just like, you know sustain itself. Like Kirby's Dream Land three yeah. wouldn't sustain an episode. You know, it'd be like twenty five minutes. Right. So. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good series. It's one I have a lot of affection for, and I just like how uh, like how derpy and dumb it is. Like there's no <laughs> there's no pretension to it. Yeah. No, you know? And you you could never ruin it the same way that like they you know tried to like later Zelda's get so kind of up their own ass, and and the way that uh, Metroid definitely like overdoes it with the exposition and becomes something that's not. Like Kirby is resistant to that. You know what yeah. Kirby's like whole aesthetic and world and just kind of the 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 logic and the rules reminds me of hmm. Adventure Time. I was actually thinking that the entire the way oh, through yeah. this playthrough. Yeah. yeah, there's something about that kind of like especially the Great Cave Adventure or Offensive where you just like let's go on a fucking adventure, right? Yeah. Like let's beat up some bad guys and find some cool shit. Yeah, yeah, and just these weird little benign creatures and everything. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. That's uh, that's really apt. Yeah. You know, and probably it's it's not quite, you know, Adventure Time is is hilarious and also really heartbreaking at times. Oh God. It doesn't have, have very much of that. But you, aesthetically Are you are you up to date? No. Have you seen uh, uh, at at the very least uh, uh si- Simon and Marcy? Um, I just yes. watched that last night. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's great. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, well, it's super good. That um uh, sorry, another tangent, but like <laughs> you put children in a lot of stuff so you can be like, oh, cute. Like there's a, a connection there to like 10 year old kids, eight year old kids. But what mm-hmm. that episode kind of showed to me was like the it's kids are interesting because of the way adults interact with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. Simon there acts differently than he would be able to act if he was with another adult mm-hmm. in many ways. And that's what makes that episode very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, that and, and all the like comparisons between like alcoholism and dementia and things. Just yeah, yeah. just Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the. I mean, when they f- first started going deep on the, the Ice King's history, like where I realized that show was custom built for me. Is like, oh, you know, it's <laughs> it's already Adventure Time, and also the Ice King's origin is that he found an artifact that drove him insane. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, that's so Gary friendly that to be. <laughs> ridiculous it's also like when i've said this a bunch of times about adventure time but it's a show that's growing up with its audience Mm -hmm. so -hmm. like the first episode is really pleasantly surreal uh or the first season the second season gets a little bit more sophisticated and then like by the time you get to the fourth season it's all about like love and relationships Mm -hmm. you know it like and like existential dread and like how we (laughs) define ourselves and it's just it's really brave to see something do that like shows you know children's shows are so static um, and that, and that's, you know, in some ways can be a strength and in other ways is really annoying to me. Mm-hmm. And like, same thing with Venture Brothers. Like, I love the way Venture Brothers is so dynamic. Yeah. Like there's no status quo to that. They're not afraid to fuck things up, you know? And that's so awesome and brave. You know, it's something that like higher level TV does mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, to see a cartoon do it. I mean, Venture Brothers isn't a children's show, but to see a cartoon do it, seeing the animation medium is really heartening to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah, and I, I think that's why you get all the love for like Harry Potter that you do, right? Is because people grew oh, yeah. up with those characters. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice to see that kind of continuing thing go for Adventure Time in the next, you know, ten years. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and they're, they're, that's a really apt thing too, because yeah, the Harry Potter books like grow up with their audience too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a really it's a really strong thing to do, like both from like a marketing perspective and just from an artistic one, you know. Yeah, because um, yeah, the the earlier versions of it are always evergreen, like mm-hmm. kids who are age appropriate for Harry, the first Harry Potter book can pick that up now and just kind of grow up with them as they go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. I, lo- I love good. I have like a real soft spot for good children's entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it is so it's so rare and it just feels so good to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a good children's thing. Like I, I'm, I'm really happy that this exists. Would you characterize Kirby as 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 children's entertainment? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it feels that way. I mean, of of all of the you know Nintendo stuff, this is kids stuff. It's baby yeah. game. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like a step a step easier and more colorful than Mario. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I would I would characterize it as such. But it's like real top of the pops that comes from like in the seriousness mm-hmm. spectrum from Kirby to Metroid. Like uh, it's just, it's fun to explore one extreme of that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no like we'll eventually get to like Kirby other K, and it will just be <laughs> other <laughs> K. excruciating like <laughs> other Meta Knight. Yeah, um, Kirby has all of his abilities, but he has to wait for a man to tell him he can use them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get to power to some kind of virus. Yeah, in the beginning and ugh. <laughs> stop it uh, um, yeah, well. yeah. so yeah so i think we i think it's safe to say we all well enjoyed it we'll kind of move on to admin stuff yep yeah. um sam where uh do you where are you at on twitter people oh, people gosh. you know you people want to follow you on twitter or uh otherwise you know get in touch with you how do they do so yeah um i am more of a lurker in many online things but i guess you can co-lurk with me at lanky sam it's one word mm-hmm. it's a twitter and uh there's a tumblr of things that probably aren't worth sharing so well you know <laughs> actually i write things on there sometimes maybe that's even a better because i will like post blog type things or chemistry kind of things mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and if i knew what my login was there we go okay so it, this one is <laughs> lanky sam but there's a, a hyphen between lanky and sam dot tumblr.com and, and john uh, john lanky married uh christina sam <laughs> <laughs> they did the the gender egalitarian name sharing so um yeah yeah lanky dash sam dot tumblr dot com yep check it out yeah um, so yeah. uh, Sam is here as part of our Kickstarter thing. He backed us, and we really appreciate that. Uh, that's our kind of next big announcement or reminder. Uh, this is, I think, the last big episode you're going to hear. Um, but you know, at least giving you enough time to make plans if you're in the Pacific Northwest or can get there. Yeah, but, the, uh, the extra episode will have will be before it too. But you already have to be there. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. It happens like the two days before. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're doing a live show. Mm-hmm live show it is saturday october the 5th at the portland retro games expo um mm-hmm. in sunny portland oregon uh, oh yeah 1 30 p.m to 2 30 p.m uh we are on the same day as the retro knots actually yeah so it's a good day for for panels yeah. um, um but like the whole thing will be fun we have a booth set up the whole time mm-hmm. come say hi play some games we're gonna have some stuff to to sell and some stuff to give away and and it's just gonna be a, a grand old time um, and there also there's like a, a party that night on Saturday mm-hmm. where it's like they set up an arcade and there's you know drinks it's not an open bar but it's still uh, still a good time so yeah. you know come come have some drinks with us yeah. if you like um, we also have other games we're doing mm-hmm. coming up so there are other episodes so our next episode which we're recording live and in person is on Bioshock 
Yes. Yeah, first one is the first episode of Wolf, which is uh, Watch Out for Lens Flare. It's the four new games we're doing as part of our, uh, was it a stretch goal? Yes. Um, for the show. So I'm really looking forward to that. I, I play that and it stands up remarkably well. Yeah, I need to start that. Mm-hmm. Yep. After that, we are going to do an episode about fun centers. Uh, we're going to record that when we're out there. Think uh, something very similar to our arcade episode. Yep. Um, so physical games, uh, ski ball, mini golf. Uh, yep. Like Bumper boats. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then the uh, so and that's uh, just in case anybody does happen to be up there, we're going to, we're going to Bullwinkles mm-hmm. in uh, Wilsonville. So don't assassinate us or anything. <laughs> don't be creepy. Yeah, but if, if you happen to know that, like just for trivia, like that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. There is an animatronic Rocky and Bullwinkle hmm. show that's down there that we will watch because that is part of Fun Centers. Moose Out Front um, should have told you. What'd you say? Moose Out Front should have told you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The um, And we didn't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese because we didn't want any communicable diseases. I walk into a Chuck E. Cheese and all you hear is just... Yeah, yeah, you just like immediately get rat herpes, like in every yeah, no, exposed like, into your body. Yeah, hazmat suit. Like, like, like that—that that is the way you checkmate coal. Like, no more moose left. <laughs> you just put him into a Chuck E. Cheese. No, he can't even stand on uh, the floor. Uh, waist high in the urine in the ball pit. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheeses are gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then after that, is that the Halloween episode? Yes, it is yeah, the Halloween episode. We announced it on the something awful thread. But, yeah, uh, so Halloween this year, mm-hmm. uh, Eternal Darkness yes. for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. A little difficult to get a hold of. Um, there, it's not you know emulatable. Um, but if you have a backwards compatible uh, machine uh, such as the Wii, uh, you are able to play it on there. I think on Amazon, it's like twenty bucks. It's it's awesome. It's one of the best uh, survival horror games ever, and yeah. uh, I I really really am looking forward to playing that. Me too. Um, yeah. It's it's one, it's definitely one of the best. It's one of the best GameCube games as well. Mm-hmm. Like maybe my favorite. GameCube game, yeah. Like there are other games, at least exclusive. Yeah. Um, GameCube game, yes. Um, it's so good. Yes, and per Zach Johnson of uh, the Video Games Hot Dog Podcast, uh, we're going to have some substitute guests um, for that episode. Uh, it's you know it's going to be hosted by uh, I believe Scary Murderfield and Skull Ross. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look forward to, to like two hours of. You know, <laughs> Yes, we're ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my mausoleum. Um, <laughs> can you say uh, can you say wise from your grave? Wise from your grave. Thank you. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> say good say, say, say Dombala. Yeah, Dombala. Thank you. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's all we're comfortable announcing yet. But we mm-hmm. we said it a bunch of times, but it is totally legit that I'm excited about everything we're doing this year. Yeah. Um it's awesome. Like we have a great year of games ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I, yeah, by, by way of network support. Um, you know, duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar, um ratings reviews on Amazon or excuse me, on iTunes, Amazon link. Um, listening to our other shows is always appreciated. Yeah. Um, which are include, uh, you know, those damn Ross kids, which is currently on hiatus, but has a rich, rich, rich back, uh, backlog is evergreen. The level, um, which Cole recently, um, you know, he did a, he does this with his buddies. I think the recent one, the kind of cover story was about payday two, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is cool. I played the first one. I haven't played the second one, but yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to that and checking out and seeing what's new and different mm-hmm. with that. Yes, and on Gary's tip, uh, you can listen to The Pitch, uh, which is a show that he does with Brayton Cameron. Um, it's about innovation and solutions for modern living. 
Um, mm. You know, solutioneering really. Yep, um, it has a Breaking Bad like running plot. <laughs> yes, like the mythos is developing and slowly climaxing. <laughs> Episode forty-five is the one to watch. Yes. So. <laughs> um, additionally, there's pilot season, which is the newest show on the network. It's hilarious. Uh, you should really, by the time this comes out, the most recent episode, uh, um, is about, I don't want to reveal no, it. No, you can, yeah, you can say what it is. No, it's about, um, it's, it's about PAX, uh, yeah. um, PAX Craigslist ads. Yep. It's, it's essentially a lot of me reading Craigslist <laughs> misconnections and hookup ads from, from around PAX weekend with PAX in the subject line. Yeah. That's so great. if like, yeah, people, you know, if you want to hear, it's kind of like the Lou Reed's the internet episode, mm -hmm. um, a little bit more commentary, but just, you know, there's a lot of guys out there offering pussy looking at competitive prices <laughs> during PAX. So <laughs> if you're a nerd girl and you're on a budget, uh, <laughs> PAX is the, the place for you. Uh, I'm yeah. going to talk a little bit about that, you know, PAX controversy and how much of a shithead those guys are in yeah college house. I, I um, believe i believe uh the the theme for that episode each episode has a theme is palpable disdain yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's really hard not to sound disgusted during that but yeah. the, the tea, so if that doesn't sound interesting to you then every episode of pilot season is different so yeah. um if you don't like that one try another one and, and eventually both you'll the find episodes so far have been pretty solid so oh, thanks yeah. Sam. great start yeah, um, I, I just realized the dark side to that. Like, if you don't like an episode, try the next one. If you do like an episode, it will never happen again. So, <laughs> yeah, it cuts <laughs> so, both ways. Yeah, that cuts. Yeah, it cuts like a knife. Boy, should have thought this thing through. Uh, <laughs> I really liked uh, that. Listening to that first episode, so that's the uh, this that the Skull Radio one. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I was listening to that and was like, man, this is great. But I almost miss you know when Gary would just get really angry at people, like yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> Back in Dead Idea of Valhalla, and then lo and behold, that episode ends with you know just great, just oh, fantastic yeah. rage. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, the you're wrong. A lot of that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no B side on the Pax one; it's just one one unit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I already have episode four and five planned, and they're both really different and cool. So, um, yeah, check that out. Thank you for the kind words, and everybody. I'm not advertising the show on that show, mm -hmm. so it's up to uh, people to check it out who yeah. listen to this show. Mm -hmm. We also do Abject Suffering and Bonfire Side Chat. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I always forget those. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so uh, d definitely check those out. Abject mm -hmm. Suffering is a ton of fun. Yes. Um, which we need to record another one of those. Yes, I've got that you, on a calendar. Yeah. We should do it We should do it before uh, before uh, Portland. And we should record two of them. Yes. And this, this is riveting content while we <laughs> plan our recording schedule. Um, we, we do yeah. like nine shows. We have to plan sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally the only time we have to do it is while yeah. we're recording. <laughs> yeah. um, Transparency. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we have anything else to say or anything before we wrap up? Um, other than thanking Sam again? Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 It was great. Like it, uh, you know, did, did real well. We've had guests on for Bonfire Side Chat and we kind of knew how that would play out. We've never had a guest on for Watch Out for Fireballs. And, and you know, I wasn't anxious about it, but mm -hmm. if, uh, you know, it, it turned out great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, not just thanks for the, you know, for, for coming on the show and being an awesome guest and for, you know, the, the back in the Kickstarter, but also for uh, being a contributor uh, for a long time, you know, yeah. just a, a long time fan. Yeah. It's a yeah. great community. I mean, if, if anyone out there is not on the Facebook page, I don't actually go to the, the something awful forums very often, but the Facebook page has lots of cool people on it and cool discussions. So if you haven't checked it out yet, give it a try. <laughs> yeah. I, links I, usually. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that, Sam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, cool. So uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, watch out for that fire power-up yes. that turns you into an anime. 
<laughs> flaming Leo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. For, watch out for flaming Leo. <laughs> watch out for, yeah. The recipe for a flaming Leo involves cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. um, oh man. He's the original waffle. Right? Yeah. Watch Those are great. <laughs> what am I doing here?